The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the OneStream Solution Series, where we explore marketplace solutions and ideas in and around CPM+. I'm your host, Peter Fugere, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software, and as always... I'm excited to bring this discussion, and today I'm grateful to welcome some guys from the team here, Shane Freely and Eric Osmanski. Guys, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, glad to have you. So let's get into it. You guys work with Open Place, and in the podcast before, we've talked about how Open Place is a part of you know the solutions we offer. It's it's sort of a new extension of what used to be Marketplace. But why don't you guys tell the listeners what it is? What is Open Place? Yeah, thanks, Peter. So Open Places is a space where anyone in the OneStream ecosystem can create and share solutions. OneStream employees and, and customers and partners, it's really a, a space where uh, anybody can get access to and, and, and quickly utilize and, and share solutions uh, on the solution exchange. Okay, and so and, and for the listeners too, it's part of the solution network. So how do you guys fit in with the solution network team to deliver all these solutions? How do you, how do, you do that? So our solution network team, we're, we're developing a lot of solutions today. Uh, we're actively in active development for strategic planning, capital lifecycle management, uh, a couple of blueprints, CPM and ESG and, and many others. But we're also working with development pe- uh, partners, uh, ISVs, independent uh, software vendors, really providing guidance and around coding standards and best practices. And, and really one of our strategic initiatives this year is, is building a world-class developer relations. So this is fostering, supporting, you know, building upon our development community. And it's, it's pretty strong. Our ecosystem is up to uh, about 600 attendees at the last WAVE conference in the fall. Uh, so we're, we're really building upon this, this ecosystem, providing additional training, uh, toolkits, and templates to really help and foster this, this community. That's interesting. So we've done some podcasts from WAVE. When you say 600, it's not like 600 randos, right? This is 600 people who are developers who are bringing their IP to this open place and creating solutions and working with you guys. So that's a, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty sizable group. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's creators, it's developers, it's, it's partner place, development teams. Uh, and then, yes, anybody that wants to contribute and add to the open place as well. Let me ask you guys this then. What are the types of solutions that are on Open Place? You mentioned a couple, like the CPM Blueprint. What are some of these other ones? Okay, well, let's talk about the CPM Blueprint. This was really created to showcase sound principles and patterns of the OneStream platform. And in creating it, we really focused on the foundation, the cubes, the metadata, the extensibility, the workflow, and really so on. And uh, in doing that, we've really seen the byproduct of that is it starts to act as a reference for some things such as the full dimension or the cash flow. And we've really seen the community them embrace it. They've, they've taken the CPM blueprint and used it for a variety of use cases. They, they really can see that it provides a solid foundation and they, they can expand on it. But, um, you know, the CPM blueprint is never finished. The, the platform just continues to evolve and, and we'll, we'll continue to expand it uh, going forward. So let me ask you this, you know, relative to the CPM blueprint, before we get into some of the other solutions that are out there, 
you know, I, I know even in one stream, we have a lot of discussion around what is a blueprint. And maybe for the listeners, a little bit of history. If you're familiar with OneStream and you've, you know, you've, you've worked with us over the years, you're probably aware of this app called Golfstream, which is this total fictional golfing company um, that we used as a, a sort of a reference app that, that had all these examples in it. And then I think to your point, Eric, you know, about the, the system uh, constantly evolving, the platform changing, the examples, some of them were outdated, some of them were new, some of them showed new functionality. It was kind of all over the place. So I guess, one, how do you keep the blueprint organized? Well, let's start with the basic one. What is a blueprint? And then how do you maintain this? Really, the, the, the blueprint is not meant to be an end-to-end um, you know, demonstration of the application. It's it's showcasing, again, the sound principles and patterns that we've seen throughout the years in OneStream so that our customers can see what a, a sound foundation is in the platform. So it's a great starting point, really. It's a great, great starting point. We've, we've seen this being used within uh, our own org, uh, you know, in pre-sales and training in our, our services team um, and so on. Just, you know, again, that, that knows that it's a solid foundation that people can build on and use for a variety of use cases. With re- respect to how we maintain this, um, you know, again, the platform is, is, is changing, you know, rapidly, constantly adding new features and functionality. We really have to take a, a methodical approach to what we put into the blueprint and how, and how we do it. So uh, we have a lot of teams um, at OneStream that are giving ideas. We, we gather ideas from the community, from our partners, from uh, from all over and really collect those ideas and figure out what the priority is and how we fit those into the blueprint. So I guess I, when I think of a blueprint, it's sort of the, it's the instructions on how to build something. And CPM blueprint, this is the sort of the, the foundation of how to build uh, a CPM solution. And, you know, we, I think we've got, a, we've got tax and we've got an ESG. What, what's, what is the ESG blueprint? So our ESG blueprint, it it's, stands for, if you're unaware, uh, environmental, social, and governance. And this is a, a another starting point uh, for customers to build out their specific ESG requirements using using the blueprint as a as a framework that we have. And that's probably, I think that's more popular in Europe. It's, it's pro- probably politically charged here in the U.S., but, uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's something clients are asking for, especially in Europe, and uh, it's just part of that offering. So it's a good starting point to build out an ESG solution, I guess. It's in high demand, and uh, yeah, we have multiple customers that are using it or in the, or in the beginning stages of implementing it. And so for other types of tools, if we get away from blueprints and we talk about some of the other solutions, um, do you guys want to give me some examples of, of things customers could, should, might really be interested in seeing at, at Open Place? Maybe they should go out and take a look at today. So on the Open Place, we have the import schedule manager, and it's really used to facilitate the automation and maintenance of, of the customer's uh, data loads. It gives um, a UI to, to, to manage it and gives the, vis- the visibility that the administrator needs. Uh, in that you know, solution, you're able to select what workflows, scenarios, and times that you wish to automate. You can set things such as frequencies and create uh, notifications that would be sent out. You can run supplemental data management jobs, you know, say after uh, 
you know, before or right after the data load, you want to run a consolidation or you want to run another job. Um, you're all you're you're able to do that in the single uh, UI. What else? What else is uh, what else is out there? Yeah, we have a few other cool ones for the administrators, which are uh, little tools that will help them out with their job. One is a, a hierarchy validation tool. So a very common thing to do in, in OneStream, as you know, is uh, to, to create the alternate hierarchies. And so in doing that, there's a certain validations that the administrator would want to do, such as you know checking whether there's missing base members between the two hierarchies to make sure that you have a complete you know hierarchy and they, they total uh, to be the same uh, some, but in a different way. Uh, there's also the ability to check whether you have duplicate, you know, base members to make sure that you're not uh, double counting a member and getting to a wrong total. We also have a tool stage validation, uh, which checks for the, the errors in your data loads. Um, the two errors that OneStream checks for are the intersections and the transformations. So the intersections are really, hey, I can choose a scenario time and whatever workflow that I want. And I could see a, a summary and a detailed view of what the errors are. It puts it in a grid so that the administrator can take that out to Excel. They can filter it. They can, you know, send it off uh, or whatnot. And the transformation side of things, same thing. You, you can pick your scenario time and your import workflows. And you can see a variety of reports, one of which you can see is just all of the stage data that has been loaded. You can see what's been mapped, what hasn't been mapped. Um, or you can just see the unmapped members for all of the uh, dimensions. Okay. And I think the last one that I wanted to highlight is the unused member analysis. And so as part of the implementation, um, you start to load you know, members from the, 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 the customer. Um, and as you load data throughout the, the, the years, the dimensions can get you know, kind of large. And one of the things that we find is that you don't always use all the members that you load in the beginning of the implementation. So what this tool does is it scans the database and sees what members do not have data and so that the administrator can clean up the uh, dimensions and make sure that um, they're only storing the members that actually have data and will you know, continue to have, to have data. So those are all, I could see value in all of those. As an administrator, I could see value in having all those. It's funny when you're talking about the hierarchy validation tool, you know, if I go back 20 years, we used to extract uh, base members of two orgs, put them in a text file, and then have to have a, a file compare utility to point out what base members were different. So, like, you know, it, it, that's always been a pain in the neck to do, especially you do pro forma or you have alternate roll-ups and, you know, you're, you're adding new entities through the close and it, something always get missed. I mean, it gets missed. I think that's that's really valuable. So th those are all great things I think people should try to go out and look at and, and consider at least having in your dev solution, but maybe, you know, just move over into your OneStream application. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it really shows the power of the open place because while all the solutions that are out there might not be, um, you know, crazy sophisticated, um, the, you know, the, the open place allows the community to share their ideas and share the tools and utilities that they create you know, throughout time that can help save the administrator, the customer, the implementation partner time. You know? And it's crazy how, how uh, minute tasks can uh, take up a lot of the administrator's time. And so just to, to be able to download these tools and to easily plug them into the application and get value right away 
you know, I think is going to save a lot of people some time. So we, we've talked with other people about um, different parts of the marketplace and, you know, if clients should implement these solutions themselves. And for the most part, it depends. What about the solutions in open place? Are these are these products complicated? Do they need consulting help or should they talk to somebody before they try to download these and, and use these tools? No, I, I think that's the beauty of the solutions out on the open places. They're completely visible um, in a lot of them you know, today can just be, you know, downloaded, loaded into the, the, the application, little to no uh, setup, and they're off and running. So um, I would I would encourage all of the community to go out there, download them, you know, you know check them out. Very simple. Uh, they're, they're easy to use and, you know, again, can provide a lot of value. But maybe not, maybe not the blueprint applications or maybe the blueprints, if, if you want a reference point, what, how do you feel about those? Those seem like a, the start of like a implementation, right? I mean, is that it, what are your thoughts on those pieces of it? So with the blueprints, I think um, what the customer could benefit from is when you download them and load them into your application, you can see again, what that solid foundation looks like. You could use the items that have been placed in there. Um, you could also take yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, reference points for it. You know, like I, yeah. I mentioned, we have, you know, sample flow dimensions, how the cash flow should be, you know, developed, what, you know, the extensibility should look like, uh, things of that, you know, nature. So I think, you know, again, it's not a, a solution per se, but it, it could be used um, from the customer as a reference point. So that's interesting. Like even even if I'm looking at my cash flow and I have a cash flow, you know, application or I, I have like a tiered cube solution, I still might want to download the blueprint. Uh, maybe I could use it as like a sandbox to develop in or like you're saying, Eric, just, you know, compare like, hey, how did I set up the cash flow? Um, you know, compare it to how we might set it up if we were starting from a blueprint and and, uh, you know, learn a little bit. So it's this still value in that. Oh yeah, and you know, with the the blueprint, it's it's what we've seen throughout the years. But with a lot of these things, as you know, there's no one way to do anything. So the way that yeah. we develop cash flow is is what we believe is a great uh, you know starting point, a a reference point. But when a customer sees these and and they, their implementation partner may have done it a little different, there's nothing to say that what they've done is wrong. Um, it's just, again, we have to pick what the 80% that we've seen have done. Um, but there's, yeah. there's many solutions to many problems. Cash flow is a great example of that. Uh, John Van Allman, Jerry McConnell, myself did a presentation on cash flow forever ago. And I think, you know, the one presentation we presented four or five different ways to do cash flow. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, you know, just cause it's in the blueprint one way doesn't mean it's anything's right or wrong. There's just like everything else, there's a give and a get to these sort of things, I guess. And um, you're just seeing like one different way to do it. And it, it's probably uh, probably help you understand it more and understand what you have, I think, a little bit. We talked a little bit about maintaining these, um, but relative to the blueprints, you know, take something like cash flow. How do you go out and get feedback from the community about you know, what's working, what's not working for cash flow, maybe KPIs or extensibility. How do you go out to the to the the people and sort of get, you know, learn like what what is the best practice out there? Yeah, so 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 far we've we've used the Wave Conference as one uh 
way to gather feedback. So we usually have at least one or more, you know, uh, presentations on the blueprint, what we've what we've done to it, you know, in the past year, uh, new features and functionalities that we've added, and uh, it's it's a very uh, well attended uh, session with a, a lot of feedback. The other thing is I would I would invite the whole community to go out on our one community forum, and there's a forum for the open place where people could um, post suggestions, the enhancements that they want to see, features that they want to see to it, changes that they that they might suggest. Um, one community is going to be a big part in how we gather feedback, you know, going forward. So uh, really would want to uh, to invite the audience to go there. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, too, I mean, you know, one thing that's been recurring theme, and if you're just listening now, it seems like everybody's out there putting stuff on one community. What a great network for people to get information, you know, answers to questions, uh, best practices, but also hear what's coming and share your feedback on on uh, solutions. So that that's great. That that's such a great resource we have. Yeah, I think it's been really nice to see the community get involved and, and people, you know, helping out each other, sharing their ideas. And you know, one community has been a huge hit, you know, for us and, yeah. and the community. So, guys, let me ask you, what are you working on now? What kind of solutions can we expect? Yeah, so I'll, I'll highlight a few. One of the, the biggest ones that we're working on today is the development toolkit. So, so Shane uh, kind of mentioned in the beginning of the podcast um, about the developer experience. So the development toolkit is really a toolkit that's, that's packaged learning content geared towards the solution developer. So uh, we're working on it now. The development toolkit will, will contain content that you know, helps the developer learn about workspaces, their components, uh, development patterns and principles that we've seen. Uh, our code standards provide uh, code snippets and examples, technical documentation. So with this, we really want to provide this, you know, to accelerate how quickly developers can bring a solution to the exchange. Um, we want to bring on more development partners. We want to provide more value uh, to our clients, and we want to extend the platform. A few other ones that we are looking to put on the, the open place is um, one is the metadata manager. So, you know, a lot of the time that the administrator uh, spends is metadata is managing their metadata, right? And so. Metadata Manager really allows the uh, the ability to maintain your metadata and their properties through Excel. So most uh, of our clients are really comfortable, you know, with Excel. Um, you don't need to load and extract the dimensions. Um, all within the platform, you can pick a dimension, a hierarchy, what properties you want to modify, and change right, you know, through Excel. Another one that's that's uh, a really neat one is it's it's the dimension history manager. So this allows the admins to take a snapshot of their dimensions and the hierarchies and allows them to compare how they've changed throughout time. So this is really helpful for the auditors, the ability to restore a hierarchy or subsections um, you know, as they move through their application lifecycle. That is really interesting. So you know, usually when people want to do like pro forma or uh, analysis and they want to build out another hierarchy, but then they want to blow it away or they want to change it or they want to get back to it. Sometimes the, you know, Eric, the metadata gets very uh, cluttered, you know, so this that's pretty interesting. So this would let you create hierarchies. You could remove them and then restore them later if you wanted to. Right. 
yeah, you can you can see how they've changed, and and if you wanted to restore the way that it looked prior, um, you're you're able to do that. So you could you could have a reorg, and if you needed to go back for any reason, restore an old hierarchy. I mean, you could you could update it and go back and reconsolidate and have your info. Yeah, certainly. Wow, 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 wow. That's huge. Yeah, the powerful stuff. Yeah. Another one on the metadata um, is the member delete. So this allows the administrator to extract the metadata from the application, again, down, down to Excel. And in Excel, they can mark which members they want to delete. It'll generate the XML that the administrator can load in, and it's used to mass delete uh, you know, members. Another one that we're working on is the report format manager. Yeah. So this is a utility for the admins or power users to manage the formatting of, of their queue views. Um, and it allows you to apply the formats to rows or columns, but through a grid. So right in the grid, you specify the formatting and it allows you to view the result, the result of the formatting for all three formats, the data explorer, the PDF, and the spreadsheet. And I think the last one that I want to highlight is our drill stage. Well, I, I, I know in eight, in eight version eight, Eric, there's a, the ability to, um, to drill to Excel now to a quick view, which is huge, which is, that's really great. Like you can drill to a quick view and I know you can drill to the stage. So why, why a special application for drill to stage? What does that give us? Yeah, the drill to stage is really about saving the user clicks. So it allows the user to, to, to take a cell from the cube, right click on it, and in one click, it'll query the stage data and it'll pop open a pivot grid, which is uh, a very common way to analyze the data. So in that pivot grid that comes up, it's all of the underlying, underlying stage data that sums to that cell that you drilled from. And so you can use the pivot grid to slice and dice the, the data, see what uh, has been loaded and so on. That's impressive. What are, are, there, are you guys working on anything fun? There are some fun ones. We've got uh, a stock analysis uh, solution that's out there, and <laughs> okay, I haven't seen it yet. But there's also one that's floating around that somebody uh, somebody had built a minesweeper app as well. So <laughs> okay. that'll be interesting to see. You know, it, it just really shows the uh, the extensibility of our platform. You know, and you know, people are being creative and what they can build. Well, if you can drop in a minesweeper game as a solution, I mean, that's a pretty that's pretty it's it's interesting because I think it shows how powerful this tool is. If I'm a customer and I'm out there thinking, you know, why why do I even care about this? You know, I, I look back over my, you know, 20 plus years doing implementations and working on it really since 99. So I guess do the math on that one. But then, you know, thinking back about how much reporting has changed, the requirements of, of reporting have changed. Um you know, who knows what's going to what's going to come out? You know what I mean? Uh, with, you know, new currencies, new reporting requirements, changes. And this is a this is a platform that can really address all those, I would think. Absolutely. So you don't just rubber stamp stuff and it goes out to open place there. There's a review process you guys are doing on these. I mean, it's you know, it's more uh, there, there's some check that's going into this, right? There is a process we have in place, Peter. We We do. Um, go through and review the code. What is the level of completeness? We run them through security scans. Um, we tie, you know, if there's any loose ends on the UI or anything or anything that's not functioning properly, we fix that, um, provide the documentation and, and uh, get it launched on, on the open place. 
Eric, what do you, what, so what, what's your involvement with like the quality on these things? What are you running? Yeah, so I, I, I help out the reviews. So um, what Shane mentioned, we go through code, um, we go through the security scans, we poke around the solution and make sure that it's doing what uh, it's meant to do, um, make sure it's working, things aren't, you know, throwing errors and so on. So there's there's definitely a vetting, you know, process that takes some time to, to go through. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I help out with that. But I think that's good. I mean, if I'm a customer and I'm, you know, I'm going to download something and, you know, let's be honest, I mean, the, People are putting their financial data for their companies in here. This isn't um, something you want to trivialize. You know what I mean? So it's nice that there's a validation. There's a, a quality check that, you know, you're not, you know, you download a Minesweeper game. You're not going to get tons of spam and uh, malware or anything ridiculous like that. There's there's none of that stuff in, in this. I mean, it's it's checked and it's it's sort of validated and you can trust what you're downloading into the OneStream platform. That's my takeaway. Yeah, we, we, we obviously take it very, very serious and uh, we make sure that none of that will happen. Well, give me some predictions for open place. Where do you guys think you'll be in a couple of years? You know, for me, I think right now all the solutions out there are published by, by OneStream. But yeah, uh, my hope and, and belief is that there will be more community published solutions than from, from OneStream. I think, you know, like we talked about, the open place really... Uh, is the door for the community to share their ideas, you know, things that they've done, developed that could really benefit, um, you know, the others in the, the community. And we really want to embrace that. So if, you, if you're a user out there of OneStream and you've got an idea, uh, I think these guys want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll just add, um, there is a open place template uh, solution that's out there on open place. And it is really a starting point to build your solution. So you enter in the solution title, the acronym, the platform version, and it builds your dashboards as a framework, as a starting point. So I'd start there. If you got a solution idea, look at the Open Place template. Um, and then you can email us at openplaceprogram at onestreamsoftware.com, and we'll work with you through the process. You can also uh, go out to our website. There's an Open Place page on our website. Uh, there's a link there to become a developer. So those are a couple different options. Um, uh, and getting in touch with us if you have some more interest and you have some some solution ideas that you wanna you wanna work on with us or or submit submit for us for review. Another great discussion. Thank you guys so much for bringing your expertise to the podcast today, and thank you, fellow One Streamers, for joining us. Remember, if you like this content, please don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com. I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. But until then, take care, and I'll see you next time on The One Stream Podcast. The One Stream Podcast is brought to you by the One Stream Global Education Services team.